scripture for tonight comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. Then he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. When everyone came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was many furlongs distant from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately he spoke to them, saying, take heart, it is I, have no fear. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, O man of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. The word of the Lord. The story is about life and death and who Jesus is and what it means when Jesus is coming towards us, walking towards us. And it's kind of a ghost story. You know, it's hard for me to feel the fear in this story. I think simply because of the amount of times that I've heard it. You know, it's Jesus walking on the water, right? Peter walks on the water and then he takes his eyes off Jesus. He starts to sink and he yells, Jesus, save me. And Jesus reaches out to him, pulls him back up. They get back in the boat. Jesus spanks him a little bit. Ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And the rest of the disciples look up into Jesus' eyes with Peter and confess in unison, truly, you are the Son of God. It's hard to think of it as real for me because I know it so well. I've heard so many sermons and songs and lessons about it. When I read the story, those lessons, they just like, They just start telling themselves to me. You know, you have to keep your eyes on Jesus. Or, you know, there were 11 other people in that boat that didn't get out. Get out of the boat. It's hard to think of it as real because it's so well constructed, this story. It's structured so that Peter's cry for help, his cry to Jesus, Lord, save me, is exactly in the middle of the story. There's the same number of Greek words before it and after. Not only that, it's almost exactly in the middle of Matthew's gospel. The center of the whole story and the center of the whole gospel is Peter's cry, save me. And Jesus reaching out, grabbing him. It's not until Peter really starts to go under that he yells out for Jesus. It's also like metaphorical. I don't know, a metaphor for what? I don't know, salvation maybe. If you call on his name, you will be saved? Jesus doesn't reach out for you until you realize you truly need him? Or maybe that Jesus keeps coming to us, is always right there. There's no need to be afraid? Or it's okay to be afraid? 
Jesus is right there, even in your fear. It seems like there's something about fear and Jesus coming to us here. Jesus coming to us in fear. The fear actually is all over this text, this situation. Jesus and his followers have just heard about Herod murdering John the Baptist, Jesus' mentor, friend, cousin. And furthermore, they've heard that Herod thinks Jesus is John the Baptist risen from the dead. So now Herod's after Jesus. And so when Jesus hears this, he tries to go into hiding. He quietly leaves in a boat and goes to a deserted place. But the people heard that he was leaving and they follow him. So this deserted place, it fills up with a huge crowd. And instead of hiding out, he teaches the people all day. He heals them. Then he feeds them with a miraculous meal. When everyone's finished eating, he sends his disciples away in a boat. Then he dismisses the rest of the people. Then he goes up to the mountain by himself to pray. So maybe he's not running away to hide, but maybe he just wants to be by himself. He doesn't want the disciples around. Why? Maybe to protect them? If he was going to get caught, he did not want them to get caught with him. Or maybe he just needed some quiet time away from them, not listening to them talk. He goes up and he prays. You know, in Matthew, Jesus only goes off by himself to pray twice. Once is here, and the other time is right before he's actually caught and arrested. So maybe Jesus thinks that this might be the end. Jesus maybe thinks that he is about to be arrested, maybe killed. Evidently, the disciples are thinking the same thing, because when they see Jesus coming towards them, walking on the water, they think it's a ghost. Jesus' ghost. They can't be blamed, maybe. They're in the middle of a giant lake, three miles from either shore, and there's a big, big storm. The wind is against them, and it's four o'clock in the morning, and they haven't slept. They've been up all night after a lot of hard work feeding thousands and thousands of people. I mean, sure, Jesus turned two fish and a loaf of bread into enough food for 5,000 men, women, and children, but you never hear of him coming up with extra people to help serve. I mean, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of people to serve. No, it's just the disciples there. So then after that, Jesus sends them off before the crowd leave, even before the crowd leaves, like they better get a head start or something. Must be something ominous, they must think, that Jesus would send them out like that. And then the storm comes up. The wind is against them. So they're battling the storm, taking turns rowing, bailing water out. So they're a little punchy. They're frazzled, not thinking clearly. Then, and this is in my mind when I read this part of the story, there's a flash of lightning, and that's when they see Jesus walking towards them. His hair wet, blowing, blowing around, robe whipping around. And they say, it's a ghost. Someone yells, where? There, on the water. They all look. They scream. It's a ghost. They've done it. They've killed him. He's a ghost. They are afraid. They are afraid of Jesus. Afraid of ghost Jesus. They drop their bailing buckets. They drop their oars and they hide. All squished together, pressing themselves in the bottom of the boat. Twelve grown men, each trying to get lower than the other. Pulling tarps over them. Trying not to make a sound. Not breathing. The boat getting slammed by the waves. 
water still coming in fast, being turned by the wind. Is he still there, one of them asks. Is he still there? One of them peers over the side of the boat. I don't see anything. I can't see anything. A wave hits, water everywhere, the wind, lightning, flash. The peering one throws himself back down to the bottom of the boat. He's still there. He's coming closer. He's coming right for us. They are afraid, afraid of Jesus. True, it's ghost Jesus, but they are afraid of Jesus coming towards them. And I'm trying to think, like, have I ever been afraid of Jesus or afraid of God? Have you ever been afraid of Jesus or afraid of God? I mean, I guess I should throw in the Holy Spirit, too. I mean, the Holy Spirit is a ghost. Have you ever been afraid of the Holy Ghost? I'm trying to think if I've ever been afraid of God. I mean, I'm afraid of a lot of things. I'm afraid of a lot of things. Mostly people. I'm afraid of people and death. I'm not afraid that like people will actually kill me. I'm not really afraid of people hurting me physically. That doesn't really scare me. But I'm mostly afraid of them like judging me and thinking I'm bad or stupid. I'm afraid of people like saying bad things about me or not giving me a loan or saying, well, you should have thought of that before, shouldn't you have? I'm afraid of not being original or being the same as everybody else. I'm afraid of not coming up with a clever thing or that I will be found out somehow that I am pedestrian and plain. I'm afraid of a lot of things that I don't know about. It's not that there's things out there that I would be afraid of if I knew about them. That could be the case. But I am afraid about, of things of which I am ignorant. That's what scares me. Like the water and what's under the water. In a lot of mythology, below the surface of the water is chaos. And so for Jesus to be coming to them, towards them, Walking on the chaos is kind of a crazy and frightening thing. Is he walking over the chaos or is he emerging from the chaos? Is he part of the unknown? Clearly, he is. So, he sees that they're afraid and says, it's I. And Peter doing what he always does, just speaks out right away and say, well, really, if it's you, then have me get out of the boat and have me walk on the water, tread on the chaos. Now, I don't know if Peter is, like, excited or has a lot of faith or is kind of arrogant, but clearly he thinks if Jesus can walk on the chaos, then he could too. So he jumps out. But once he gets out there, he starts to feel his feet getting wet. He looks down and sees that he's sinking, sinking into the unknown, and he is afraid. He's very afraid. And so he calls out, Jesus, save me. You know, when I started out preaching this sermon, when I started out thinking about this sermon, I was so tired of it. I, I was tired of all these lessons that I've heard before. I was tired of that I wouldn't come up with something new here. But maybe there's a simple thing here that's worth repeating. 
that when we are afraid, we call out, save me. And Jesus' hand is there for us and takes hold of us and brings us to him. Jesus keeps coming towards us.